WHOV 88.1 FM welcomes you to the pastor's study. The pastor's study in any church is a place where the pastor can go to collect his thoughts, study God's word, and develop ideas and thoughts on what direction the church needs to take. The pastor's study is where research is done on various topics. Missions are brought to the forefront and salvation is formed. The pastor's study on WHOV is a talk show that allows you, the listener, to come inside and to find out more about the ministers in the area and the good works they are doing across the region, the nation, and the world. Hosted by Pastor Kevin Swan of Ivy Baptist Church in Newport News, the pastor study is now open to the public. So come on in and find out what plans God has for his shepherds and his people. Listen, Eden is kingdom, and Eden mindset is a kingdom mindset. Let me hear ya. Where my Eden citizens at? Where my Eden citizens at? Where you at? Let me see you do your hands like this. Come on, let me hear ya, let me hear ya. Put your hands together like this. Come on. When God made man, He made a spirit. It was His plan that we live blessed. The tempter came, we were distracted. The tempter came, and we fell. We were deemed to live a life that's beautiful, a life that's full, a life that's rich. Oh, it is my goal to remind you of this principle. We redeem a newborn soul. Come on, y'all, and tell them, Let's get back to Eden, live on top of the world. Let's get back to Eden, live on top of the world. Say it again, say it. Let's get back to Eden, live on top of the world. Y'all can say it, tell somebody. And this is the Pastor's Study on the essence of HU 88.1 WHOV. We are here live in the studio. This is Pastor Kevin Swan of Ivy Baptist Church, Pastor John Young and Power Believers Christian Learning Center, and also Pastor Ray Johnson from Calvary Revival Church Peninsula. We thank you for listening to another broadcast on this Tuesday afternoon. A little bit of rain outside, but we thank God for the rain. It's been dry. And we have needed uh, certainly the rain to help. And so, again, thank you for taking time out of your schedule today to listen to this broadcast. If you're tuning in for the first time, this show is designed to talk about relevant issues that impact our community from a biblical perspective. Three pastors in a studio, along with the listening audience, and you certainly are able to call in. And we certainly invite your comments as well. And so, again, we are very excited that you are in tune with us today. Every Tuesday, we try to start the show uh, with a guest speaker, uh, a regular contributor. And uh, this contributor who is with us today is no stranger to the broadcast, comes on every other Tuesday, has been for the last couple of months. And when he comes, you know he brings goodies with him. Jerry Good, certified fitness trainer. He's also the manager of GNC Military Circle Mall. Jerry, how you doing today? We're doing good. We're doing good. Uh, we want you to uh, first of all uh, help us to understand what are what what are the things that you want to uh, talk about today for for the show. Um, the biggest thing I want to talk about is prevention. Um, a lot of times we accept a lot of things that we have control over, um, like diabetes. So that's one of the things I want to focus on prevention and also introducing the product that we have called Elite Pro Oxylated Pro by GNC, which helps burn body fat so you can receive and look at your six-pack abs. Okay, so we want to talk about prevention today because we understand that prevention is important. Uh, we know there are a high rate of diabetes, high rate hypertension, high rate of blood pressure, high rate of obesity. That's all in our community. And so you're suggesting that there's some things that we can do to curb some of those ills that are impacting our society. Is that correct? Yes, that is correct. Um, one of the things we need to understand is that the, um, how diabetes is formed. Now, if you start off from birth and you 
your pancreas is not producing insulin now, that's diabetic one. You really have no control over it. You have to be insulin dependent the rest of your life. But if you, throughout the years, as you get older and you be, become diabetic, diabetic two is when you're taking the pills, diabetic one is when you're taking insulin dependent, you have a control over that. Now, if you're eating and doing the things for a certain amount of years that are incorrectly done, you got to look at the man in the mirror and say, okay, what can I do to change this and not accept it as being hereditary? So those are the things I want to focus on is it's all about prevention. When you can prevent things from happening, therefore, it'll be a blessing to not only you, but yourself as well and your family. Okay. Once again, we're talking to Jerry Good, certified fitness trainer and manager of GNC and Military Circle Mall. Now, Jerry, you're talking about prevention. And one of the main things when you talk about prevention is healthy eating and, and how we can eat properly. And, you, and we had a conversation before we came on the show today about how uh, people start early, how our kids are not eating right. And as a result of our kids not eating right, that has impact on when they get older, they already have bad eating habits and it's hard to break. Give us an example of what you mean by that. What are some things that, that parents can do better in helping our children to eat properly so that they, when they grow up, they won't have to deal with a lot of the the health challenges that a lot of people in our country are dealing with. One of the biggest things that we always indicate is the generation has changed. It used to be a time you used to say, okay, say what I do, not, you know, say something to the kid and they're supposed to do it regardless if you're doing it or not. So nowadays you have to lead by example. So if you allow your kids to eat ice cream at nighttime before they get to bed, they eat, I mean, in the morning time they're doing sugars all day long and drinking no water, and what happens is that's why ADD has been um, through the roof. Because if we're allowing them to do those things, you want to do things initially, just like we indicate education is the key. Now, you're not going to start your kid um, and not teach him about education until he gets to the 10th grade. You're going to teach your kid about education from the time he's born. Everything he does is going to be dealing with education. The same thing with eating habits. If you smoke cigarettes from a young age and you've been doing it for 10 years, you're not just going to say, one day I just feel like quitting. And that's the same thing with your eating program. If you decide to, okay, I need to make those changes now so it'll be part of my lifestyle, then as I get older, it's going to be a change instead of something I have to break out of. Not to mention fast food is also a struggle that people are dealing with. You know, and, and I guess, Jerry, the challenge is, you know, pa as parents, there's so many things that are going on. Both parents, if they're both parents in the household uh, or maybe single mom or dad working, by the time they get off work, there are lots of things that, you know, they're trying to get their kids involved and extracurricular activity and trying to find a way to to eat sensibly is a tremendous challenge. And so how do we begin to break this process of, of helping and educating parents? What what kinds of things do you recommend or how can we set it up so that people who live very active and busy lives, they can still eat healthy? Well, the biggest thing is you got to acknowledge that you do have a problem. You know, when Michael Jackson had that song, The Man in the Mirror, and that's the person we need to look at. And once you say, okay, once we come to Jesus, he's not going to force us to be saved. So you have to come to him as you are. The same thing you acknowledge just right here, I do have a problem. Second step is that it's not going to be easy. Anything worth life and having is not going to be overnight. If you go to the school to graduate, you're not just going to get there and say, well, after one year of going to college, I'm quitting. You automatically know it's a four or five year process. So the same thing you take in the Eden program and also you got to look at it this perspective. If I'm eating bad now, if I go older and I start to get diabetes, now it's not fair to my kids, it's not fair to the family because if they got to take money out of their pocket as I get older to help me pay for my medical bills, is that fair to them? Also, too, we want to be around with our grandbabies and live an abundant life. You know, a lot of people say, well, you know, it's okay because you're going to die of something. Okay, well, what if you have 50 years to live and you have a, a, a lifestyle where you barely moving and walking. You don't want to live a lifestyle like that. So one of the biggest things is just start off slowly. You can drink plenty of water throughout the day. Um, try to get rid of the breads, pasta, white rice, all the high glycemic stuff. You know, when you go to the store, and I was talking to Pastor Swan earlier about introducing to people, um, go to a convenience store, one of the big convenience stores, and go there with a piece of paper and pencil and see if you can write down five nutritional things in that convenience store. Now, that's a challenge in itself. And that's amazing that, but these stores are not going to change because if I'm in business, we're in a capitalist society, so those who had a capital have a voice. So if I go to a fast food restaurant, you say, well, they're not having the menu that I want, 
But why, as a business owner, if nine out of ten customers eat the wrong things, why do you think I'm going to change? Until we started changing and said we're not going to accept it anymore, then the, the companies that we are dealing with, they're not going to change either. And, and you raise a very valid point, especially for those who live in impoverished neighborhoods who can't get to, who don't have transportation, say, for example, to get to a supermarket that's somewhere else. Uh, in a lot of cases, these these places in these impoverished neighborhoods sell things that are not healthy for you. And, and so it does present a tremendous challenge. But, um, Jerry, you always bring goodies with us, and uh, we're, we're short on time today. So tell us what you brought today that can help families, help children to get on the right track in, t- in terms of preventative uh, things that we can do now as opposed to once it's already too late and now you're trying to backtrack and try to work things out. You brought a goodie bag with you today. Tell us what's in that bag. Um, one of the things we have is we have full um, drink where you take the actual, before you eat, 30 minutes before you eat, they have full bars, they have full drinks, and they give you a sense of fullness 30 minutes before you eat a big meal, so therefore you won't tackle that meal and eat everything. So that's a good thing. Also, too, we have the um, multivitamin, which is always good because that puts the nutrients back in your body. Um, Okay, so here's what we want to do. We, we want to try and get the first 10 callers. We're going to do call-ins today. First 10 callers that call in uh, to the station, 727-5711. Once again, if you have already won in the last 30 days, please do not call. Give another person an opportunity to win uh, this prize pack. Again, it's filled with a lot of good things, nutrients, uh, good things that can help. 727 727- 5711, first 10 callers that call in with your name, phone number, and email address. Name, phone number, and email address. You can uh, get the goodie bag from Jerry. Also, Jerry will be speaking at our family conference on this upcoming Friday. And uh, what are some of the things that you might be discussing at the family conference at Ivy Baptist? And that will be from 10 to 12, of which you will be given a health presentation. Um, one of the biggest things I wanted to focus on is... Um, we're going to deal with nutrition, basic things you can use as far as nutrition. Also, you can go on the website, um, bodybyjg.com, and it's an eating program. Lose up to 17 pounds on there. So I'm going to be talking about that Friday. But as well, one of the biggest things I'm going to talk about, I have a new program I just in- introduced called Cardio Boxing. So I'm going to show you how to do cardio with a boxing routine that's going to induce your cardio, help you get lean, as well as um, I'm going to talk about different strength exercises you can do as well. Now, let me tell you, for those who are listening, Jerry is my personal trainer, and he had me start this uh, cardio boxing this morning. It is intense. Uh, it will work you very, very good. Uh, you'll get good results quick. And so, again, uh, even if you can't make the conference, you can certainly get in contact with Jerry. He'll be glad to do one-on-one sessions with you. So, Jerry, if somebody's listening and want, to, want you to get in contact, how can they get in contact with you? Um, you can call me at 412 9331 um, you can call, that's the Body by JG number. You can call that number or you can email me at um, jerrygoodjr at bodybygg.com. Okay, once again, first 10 callers that call in, you will get the goodie pack for today. Compliments of Jerry Good and Body by JG. Once again, if you have already called in within the past 30 days and have been a winner, please do not call in. Let someone else receive the prize. He'll be on every two weeks, so you always are going to have an opportunity to win something. We're going to take a break here. Jerry, thank you for coming on the show today. We're going to take a quick break here. When we come back on the other side of the break, at Pastor John Young in studio, Pastor Ray Johnson, I must admit, Pastor Young, I'm confused about this particular topic. We need to clarify what our position is. Where, where do we stand on this issue? You do not want to leave. Please stay tuned uh, on the other side. This is the essence of HU 88.1 WHOV. Listen, Eden is kingdom, and Eden mindset is a kingdom mindset. Let me hear ya. Where my Eden citizens at? Where my Eden citizens at? Where you at? Let me see you do your hands like this. Come on, let me hear ya, let me hear ya. Put your hands together like this. Come on. And welcome back to the Pastor Study. This is the essence of HU 88.1 WHOV. We are back in studio. We are very excited about the show today. If you're just tuning in for 
right now for today's broadcast, you missed Jerry Good, certified fitness trainer, talking about preventative things that we can do to help us have healthier lives. And one of the things he was talking about is being very careful about breads, pastas, sugars, ice cream, all of those things, uh, especially if you're not exercising. All of these things contribute to uh, diabetes, obesity, which is a major, major problem in our country. So again, the first 10 callers that call in, we do have several people that have called in already. If you want to call in 727-5711, when you call in, please leave your name, phone number, and email address. If you're one of the first 10 callers, you will receive a goodie bag, compliments of Jerry Good. We have Pastor Young and Pastor Johnson in studio. Pastor Young, how you doing today, man? I'm blessed, bro. Glad to be here. I'm excited about the topic today. And uh, I brought my thesaurus. The, how do you say it? The, thesaurus? Yeah, and dictionary uh, because I got uh, Pastor Ray in the house. <laughs> Good to be with you fellas today. Excited about today's topic and today's show. Look forward to the discussion today. I believe that the phone calls will indeed light up today, Pastor Swan. We, we, we certainly hope so. Uh, and if you are just tuning in, I, I said before we went to break that I am confused. Uh, and I admit that as, as a pastor, I am confused about this particular topic. And, and here's the topic for today. Whew, it, it, it might be interesting today. The topic <laughs> is relative to music. Okay. Relative to music. But in particular, what today is accepted or can be accepted in church because there are many songs that are sung that are nice songs in particular can a secular artist can can somebody take a secular art a song and remake it and and do it in church uh and, and one of the songs uh for those i don't know if you all are like me i, I am a uh i'm a huge i'm a huge frankie beverly fan all right are y'all feeling me all right, put the earphones so you can hear what I'm saying. I'm a huge Frankie Beverly fan, okay? Now, one of the songs that he does is a song called I Want to Thank You, okay? I want to thank you. I want to thank you, y'all. I want to thank you. <laughs> now, now. I want to thank you. In this song, Frankie does not indicate who he's thanking. Okay. Now, my, my question is, could you take this song and say a praise team? Take portions of this song and remake it to make sure that we are glorifying God. Or the secular songs have to stay secular and gospel songs have to stay gospel. Now, now before you answer that question, I want to say this. There was already a remake to this song, okay? There's a remake already to this song, and, and that is uh, there was a, a compilation CD for Frankie Beverly. There were a, a, a number of artists that did a tribute to him, and there was a remake to this song where J. Moss and the Clark Sisters did a remake, and here's the remake to the song. I want to thank you. It's the same song, but they added a... They added a uh, twist to it. Most of all, thank you for family. <laughs> and I got my family here, y'all. By the way, this is Jay Moss. Clark Sisters. Jay Moss, Clark Sisters. Kiera. Yeah. Same song. Big ups to my big brother. Now they took a... a they took a secular song. They remade it. So my question is, can, can we do this? Is this acceptable in church? Can, can you take a song that perhaps was secular, do a remake to it, put your own touches on it to make sure that it's, it's spiritual <laughs> and, and, and play it in church? Would, would it go over? Or would, or would people kind of raise their eyebrow at okay we've heard this song before um 
I don't know where where we should go with it. So I'm, I'm going to give it to Pastor Young first. Pastor Young, what do you think? All right. I, I, I want to moderate my aggressiveness on, <laughs> on this particular uh, passion I have for this subject. But I'll, I'll start with a very polite, uh, shush, yeah. You, and, and, and then just say, you know, we got to be careful uh, as church people not to uh, uh, measure people's uh, 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 worship with where ours is. I think worship is an intimate thing. It's a personal thing. And if you could take a song, speaking of old school song, you know that song about Brandy? You know, I really miss you, Brandy. Guy was talking about a dog. But how many of y'all sung that song and was thinking about a Brandy? You know what I mean? So if they could do it with a dog, why can't we do it with, with, with God? Well, I'm in a struggle on this, Pastor Swan, because your question uh, led us to, can you do this in church? And so now, here's my big word for the day. I've got to have a line of delineation. That's my big word, delineation. I got I to have a dividing line. And now, I think it's good for us to have inspirational music that we listen to at home on our CDs and our iPods and MP3 players. But when we come to the house of the Lord on Sunday morning, we got to enter into his courts for praise and we have to have worship. And I think worship has to be filled with theology that takes us into the presence of God. And I struggle with this for Sunday morning. It's good for easy listening, but I struggle with it for Sunday morning. All right, you struggle with it. Pa- Pastor Young says it's, it's okay. Now, now, let me ask you this, but let me go to another one here. And, and we want to open up the phone lines to hear from you, 727-5711. What do you think about this? Because let me let me share this with you. Uh, this song here by Mary Mary. Okay. Mary Mary. Could you play this? If your worship leader or your, say your uh, praise dancers, your praise dancers, could they do it? Could they dance to this song or minister to this song? This song don't have God in it. <laughs> There's no mention of God in this song. So, so now you're telling me, okay, they can listen to Mary Mary and do Mary Mary in your church because it's Mary Mary. But because it's Frankie Beverly that, that came out with I Want to Thank You, now there's a line of delineation. <laughs> See, this, this is where there's confusion. They play this song on, on secular stations. So you're telling me this is a gospel song? I think the intent of the artist comes from the spirit of the artist. So now when we deal with Mary Mary, we know they're supposedly, I I guess I got to put it this way, quote unquote, lifestyle of consecration. We know that about this. Now this gets into where Pastor Young is. We have to be careful about how we make assessments in terms of where people's spirituality is. But now, again, I think the spirit and the intent of the artist, as we were discussing this off air last week, the spirit and the intent of the artist is filled with their consecration. So now, we could do this in a praise dance song and have great inspiration. But you can't get this on worship on Sunday morning before you preach on Sunday when you get ready to deliver the word. You, you couldn't play this song on Sunday morning. But you could do it in a praise dance is what you said, right? But not before you preach. So it can be done, just not before you preach, is what you said. <laughs> See, this is where the confusion comes. Do you understand? We, we, we got some confusion going on here. And, and we want to hear from you. 727-5711. 727-5711. I think we have a caller on the air already. Uh, Peter from Newport News. Peter, are you there? Yeah, I'm here. How you doing, Pastor? I'm good. How are you? I'm blessed. One fine. I, I, help, help, us, topic. help us, man, because I'm confused. Help me okay. out. Okay. Okay. And, and, and I, I would say, you know, when you're confused, and you already know this, Pastor, you know, God is not, does not give the... Um, the enemy is the author of confusion, so we know that when that happens, then we have to correct this thing and bring God in it. Now, God looks at the heart of man, we look at the outer. So let's just leave the, the title of the artist. Let's try to put it in the mindset that our fight is not against flesh and blood, but the principalities, because we know that Lucifer was one of the, uh, his lungs and his voice. He used to be the author of music, and he brought that trait with him here when he was cast out of the heavenlies. So I, all I can state is this. From listening to God inhabits the praises and the worship, and, and, and the worship of his people is what ushers him in to the presence. So if it's not edifying God, that he will inhabit the praises. What's the purpose 
of us going through the motions. And most choirs today don't even, they'll sing a song because it feels good to them. And, and, and they're, they're moving in their emotional aspect of it that they're not looking at it from the spiritualness. What I mean is, the song, uh, what is it, Get Back to Eden? Let's get back to Eden, live on top of the world. First of all, if you listen to the lyrics, I heard a pastor speak this one time, very powerful, and I said, hmm, that makes sense. We're not to go back to Eden. God put a fire right there in front of Eden because of what Adam and Eve did, but we're not going back to Eden. So if we, if we really listen to the lyrics of the song, yeah, it's a feel-good song. But let's see if it's, it's, a, if it's a worship song that's going to bring and, and heal our souls and deliver us from the, the, the traditions and the religious mindset of what we've been taught for so long of shaking and jumping and getting out, you know, I'll praise on now. I'm going to tell you the one that y'all just played about, could a pastor come on and, and, and preach after that? <laughs> Today's pastor can't, because they hoop and holler so, so much that that song right there from Mary Mary, they could probably come right behind it and go right into it and outdo the song <laughs> in, in reality, if I can be real. If I can be real. But I do, I do want to address this. I want to say one thing. Two artists who are not walking as most Christians would say, because God is coming back for the sick, the hurt, and the lost. But two artists, and you got to realize this, the, work, the worship music that we listen to is to usher in the presence of God then. But now, what draws the lost in, you got to ask yourself, how do we get to the lost Lord God without compromising our standards for you? Um, I would say R. Kelly and Kanye West came out with two songs that made my mama, who had done who don't really seek God like, 20, like like talking about it. She called me crying, talking about, have you heard this song from R. Kelly about uh, um, uh, I Pray or something like, I don't know what the song was, but it was a very powerful song that he was playing in the clubs and playing all over about prayer and all this. And this is from R. Kelly. Not looking at R. Kelly and his lifestyle, but looking at the heart of him at that moment. And what I mean is sometimes God will take a, a vessel like Juanita Bynum, she came out with no more sheets. Very powerful ministry, but then she fell. But I'm not looking at how you how you fell. I'm looking at how God used you then, because that 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 ministry, that music, or that CD is still anointed to heal and deliver. Uh, Kanye West talk about Jesus walked, and and how he he. I mean, very powerful song. It, it reached the lost. It reached a whole lot of people. It had more church and secular people out there jumping around that. Uh, Yolanda Adams and, and, and Kirk couldn't move these people that's out here, but Kanye West did. God used that moment, I truly believe, in the mindset to uh, bring awareness to people about Jesus walks with me. Even in the midst of my filth and my sin, because he's coming back for those type of people. We need to just realize that as disciples, we're supposed to be have per, uh, patience, perseverance, all these things. So, okay. Yeah, okay. that's my thing. So, it, 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 it's a situation. It is very intense. We, we thank you for the call. We appreciate your insight. All right. All right. God bless you, brother. Bless you also. And and here's the question. Okay. Can, if the artist's intention, like this song right here I'm playing. Frankie Beverly, I want to thank you, right? If, if he's thanking somebody, maybe it's not God. But then I take the song and I redo it because I want to say, I want to use it to thank God. Okay, so my interpretation now is not thanking a person, I'm thanking God. Are you saying that that cannot be done? Are you saying that that is, because how do you compare this to a Mary Mary song or a Kirk Franklin song that does not mention God or Jesus at all? But you're saying that it's acceptable to do that in church because of the name of the artist. You know, I, I agree, you know, Pastor Swan, one of the things that uh, again, I, I think we have to be careful to do, and I can speak for these two preachers here, uh, Ray and, 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 and Pastor Swan, one of the things that we know for a fact is that we got to be able to produce the anointing uh, instant, in season and out of season, and, and, and when, so when you talk about having a certain song before you preach, what if you got to preach in the club? What if you got to preach in the street corner when you don't have a, a choir to back you up? You got to be able to produce God's word and God's anointing despite your environment, despite your atmosphere. So, so I guess my point is, is that, you know, you, you personalize what it takes to get you into God's presence. And if my ability to get in God's presence and preach his word is, is hindered by a bad choir or a bad song, oh, the whole congregation is in trouble. Just can, can somebody just pray for me? Pull over on the side of the road and pray for me, please. Hey, so you saying, let me ask you this then. I'm praying for you too, Pastor. Yeah. Are you saying that we cannot enter into the presence of God on a song that may not be as we define it to be religious or gospel or 
whatever the case might be. Because when I hear this song here, I want to thank you. I'm thanking God. Now I don't know who he's thanking. <laughs> but when I when I interpret it and when I'm singing it, I'm thanking God. Okay, so are you saying that we? Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. We, we want to hear from you all, 727-5711. Where is the line? Where, where, where is the line? Pastor Johnson, where is the line? Help me. The intent of the heart of the artist is always conveyed in the music. And keep in mind, the spirit of the artist also travels to the music. As a previous caller began to call in and he began to talk about how Satan, uh, Lucifer at that time, was in heaven, the archangel over worship that uh, kind of traveled through him to create an atmosphere of worship and praise unto God. I think the spirit and the intent of the artist travels in the music. So, yeah, you could take a Frankly Beverly Mays song and turn it around and say, yeah, I want to thank God, but it's the intent of your heart. Now, you got to take it and remake it because the intent of who he's singing to probably ain't the intent of who you sing it to. How do you know? Don't haven't you been in a concert before where people stop the concert and then they start going into testimony and all that kind of stuff, right? So how do we know? Is my question. Do we assume that he's talking about somebody else because he's quote unquote secular? Do we make that assumption? And and so you know it's an interesting conversation, man. I, I I don't know, but let's see if we got another caller here. I think we have Brian from Hampton. Brian, are you there? Yes. Go ahead and state your comment, please. What's going on? Hey, Pastor Ray, appreciate you for standing up for righteousness. Hey, um, what I wanted to say was, if you look in the Bible, I believe it was Josiah who took down the altars and the groves. Am I correct? Yeah, go ahead. Um, go ahead. I think one of the major reasons for taking taking down those things down, which were places of worship um, to false gods, to idol gods, was so that the people wouldn't look back at that location and at those and at the the foundation of that place and remember so i think the the memory of people is important um so i believe sometimes you can you can cause your brother to stumble by those old tracks or those old melodies or the old those old things uh during that time in your life when you may have been listening for frankie beverly you may have been just chilling with your friends and hanging but that person may have been shooting up or you know so you're bringing them back to a place of, of remembrance, you know? If we bring the song in the church is what you're saying. Exactly. Because I'm not going back because I, I am interpreting the song differently. It's it's my interpretation now that I'm talking about. But I do appreciate the call. Thank you so much. Yep. And, and don't get me wrong. I do understand the sensitivity of this issue because it is a sticky, it's a sticky subject. And, and, you know, where is the line? Because, again... This is the same song that has been remade by Jay Moss, Karen Clark Sheard, Kiki Sheard, all of them are doing this version. And in this version, they are saying they're thanking God. So are you saying, if I can listen to Mary Mary, I can't play this song, even though it's Jay Moss, even though it's the Clark Sisters? Where, where, where do we go with it? Pastor Young, help me. You know, and that's the thing. You know, I, it, I, I respect the, the caller's position, you know, that you can bring people back by listening to old tracks, but you can bring people back by wearing a blue shirt. You know, when, when people get truly delivered, which is ultimately why we're preaching and teaching, is that we got to get to the point to where, you know, my the strength of my relationship with God is not contingent on external uh, uh, circumstances and external stimuli. So if, if, if my deliverance is internal, then you play what you want. I, you know, again, my worship is internalized. And, and, if, and if it causes one brother to stumble, you can't uh, shape shift the church to fit uh, other people's weaknesses. Whew, boy, this is an interesting subject today. Let's see. We have, is this uh, Troy? Troy, turn your radio down, please. Yes. Go ahead, Troy. Okay, uh, quick comment. I want to say everybody, say hello to everybody on the panel. Uh, being a bass player and uh, at our church on the third Sundays, uh, our choir director would kind of push the envelope and, uh, you know, convert different songs that were secular. And, you know, keeping the 
were adding a, a gospel message or, you know, a word towards the Lord. And, uh, you know, it, being a player, some of the stuff in the beginning, you know, I felt a little uncomfortable with it. And, you know, but looking at the theme and, and, and how the church kind of responded to it, initially, it was kind of okay, you know, this change, but because it was coming from the children, and I guess we were trying to, you know, just get people to, you know, that may uh, not or reach a, a broader audience. I think. Okay. All so, right. So that's, you know, and and it it was uh, one of the better Sundays, but you know, everything should be done in in the proper perspective. I mean, you can't convert all songs, but. You know, I think it's the spiritual message, the spiritual message that touched the hearts of, of the people listening. Okay. Thank you for the call. We appreciate it. All right. All right. Okay. And and <laughs> seven two seven five seven one. Let me play another one. Yeah, come on, Jay. Come on. Let, let, let me let, let me play another one. Hold on. Let me let me play one more. And, and we have the station manager in. Jay Lang is with us. Let me let me play this. I want I want I want you to go, hear this. Go ahead. Go ahead. Do it. Listen to this one. Now, this song is Kirk Franklin back in the day. It was a, it's Brighter Day. Now, you listen to this. This is a, actually a remix of an old song. And people listening to this song bop their head and get, get with it. You've heard this in church, I know. Don't be cute with it. You got to get, come on, fifth ward. And if we're trying to reach the kids, Pastor Ray, I'm asking you, if we're trying to bring youth in, is this appropriate? Well, I think, I think Pastor Swan, again, with, with Kirk Franklin and other artists, it's the intent of the heart and the spirit of the artist with the music. So, for example, here's a point I want to make about this. Take someone like Canton Jones, who is able to kind of reproduce the sound and the climate of the atmosphere that we have today. But he is so sound in his theology. But it sounds like what you hear um, somebody else in another hip-hop genre of music doing. Like I said, I think it's the intent of the heart and the spirit of the artist that will draw. So with this, what Kirk does, I mean, Kirk is really trying to get you into the presence, but he's using the catchy sound that's popular of today. But we also know what the intent of his heart is and the spirit of that artist that is in, in tune with God. Okay, here's the bottom line. <laughs> here's the bottom line from a station manager's standpoint. The reason why we even extended the gospel and we're changing the music is to try to reach people that, that are not church people, not us. You understand? And see, what happens with, with um, church people, we want to dictate what should go out there and how it should be based on us already being saved and already having God in our life. But Jesus went out to those who were not saved, and we have to try to reach them in a way that they can understand. So when you got a Frankie Beverly, when you got a Kirk Franklin, some things like that, church people might not like it. But that may be the only way that you can reach somebody who digs that kind of music that's out there in the world. Our mission is to try to convert souls to the world and, the, and, and our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, to save souls. That's what we're supposed to do. And things are, ch things are changing. I mean, you know, we got iPods, we got the internet, we got all kinds of different things now. It's not going to stay the same. Jesus didn't stay the same. Religion's not going to stay the same. We're in a high-tech world right now. So because you don't like a certain song, well, you don't have to clap your hands, you don't have to stomp your foot to it. But for that person sitting there who came with you, because you said, come to church with me, brother, come to church with me, sister, check it out. Through that particular song and that groove, they may say, well, you know what? This church is okay. Jesus is all right. I may try this thing. You know, just like the, the, the show that we have on Friday, Bootleg and B-Sides. First time I heard Bootleg and B-Sides, I hated it. Because I'm like, man, what is this stuff that they're playing, all this rapping and you know, all this hip-hop stuff and screaming guitars and everything like that? They're blaspheming the name, the name of the Lord. And I, I prayed on it, and God said, don't be so closed-minded. I wasn't closed-minded. Don't you be closed-minded. And I got into it and got into it and realized that there was an audience for that. 
There's an audience for hip-hop gospel. There's an audience of young people out there who are different. When we were coming up, we liked the Jackson 5. Our, fa- our, our parents liked Sam Cooke. And you could not get me to like Sam Cooke. But I liked the Jackson 5. My parents couldn't stand the Jackson 5. Now we're in a different era and the music is changing and we need to conform and not be so and not be so self-centered in what we want and look at the whole object as being Christians. It's not us. It's not a, it's not a religion just for you because you're saved. It's not it's, don't be selfish and self-centered with it and say okay, well I'm saved. This is this is me. This is mine. It's not yours. The reason why you were converted was to go out and let your light shine and convert others. And that's what they're doing in music. And that's my two cents on it. I just had to do it because this subject is hot. (laughs) (laughs) That was Jay Lang, station manager here at WHOV. Thanks, Jay. And look, this is my part right here. I'm going to tell you, this Kirk song, you know, he take it back right here. Now, Ray, you know you like this song, man. (laughs) Ray, you know you like this song, man. But I guess you said whether or not it should be appropriate in the house of God is what you're saying. I think I think we've got to draw a line between what is worship. There's my delineation word again. Between worship and praise, praise and inspiration. Let's even draw a line there between praise and inspiration. Lots of music is inspirational and it catches your ear, but not all music, in terms of its inspiration, is praiseworthy unto God. Then there is music that is full of worship that is centered and focused on God, where the spirit of man now connects with God. So I think it does us well to be able to talk about that in terms of what are the different genres, styles, and art forms of music. Now, you could do this right here, uh, like I do praise party. This is the, this would just flow in my praise party. You know, everybody dancing, they're getting the dance on, but ain't nobody laying on the floor prostrate on this. You see what I'm saying? That's what I'm talking about. So again, does does the genre have a certain style of music? I guess that's the question because what it seems to me now is in the gospel industry, the gospel music industry, that sound is not as pronounced as it used to be. You know, back, you know, 5, 10, 15, before Kirk, there was a certain sound and when you listened to that, you knew it was gospel music. It doesn't seem that way today. The many different artists have their own particular sound so are we knocking them because their sound does not resemble what we are conditioned to believe is in a certain genre of music are we automatically shooting them down and not wanting to bring them into church because the sound doesn't match what we were taught growing up yeah i I, unfortunately i think a lot of us are doing that pastor swan and and the other thing is that we forget sometimes that god isn't just uh, uh, omnipotent. He's omnipresent. He's not just all powerful, but he's everywhere. So he, the same God that we're worshiping, driving down the side of the road or, or in our living rooms, dancing around with our kids, you know, is the one that we're worshiping in church. And he doesn't he, he doesn't say, hey, look, you know what? You got to worship me this way in church and this way in your car. So we got we got to have more than a one dimensional relationship with God. He's not just our father. He, he's, he's he's our friend. And I guess my point is, is that as our friend, he knows that you like that sound. So don't front like you don't like it because you're in church is my point. And, and, and there, there also we got to understand as, as, as ministers and leaders in the church that we're ministering to people at different stages at the same time. So you've got some people that are mature and they're ready to get on the floor. But you got some people that ain't going to ever get on the floor. You know, I don't care what song you play. So so we've got to uh, allow people to be ministered to exactly where they are and allow the mature ones to say, hey, look, I got to become all things to all people so that I may save some. I might not be feeling that, but that brother over there, you know, that just came off the streets, he's feeling it. So let's let me let me become all things to all people so that I might save some like Paul did. Whew, interesting topic. We're going to open up the phone lines again. 727-5711-727-5711. We do have Chris, I believe. Chris is on the line. Chris from Hampton. Chris, are you there? Yes, sir. Go ahead and quickly state your comment, please. Yeah, good afternoon, men of God. Uh, I just wanted to say that um, God can use anything or anybody. You know, he can take things from the world and transform them and use them for his good. So, uh, you know, we weren't always born again and saved. A lot of us, man, we, we come from different places and God used us and then changed us and transformed us. And I feel the same way about the music. You know, you can take a secular song and, and make it holy, you know, 
But I heard one brother say, it's about your heart. You know, your heart is right, and you're saved, and you know God, and you have a relationship with Him. I don't see anything wrong with that. You know, you just you just can't just use a secular song and bring a secular artist in the church to perform it. I mean, you do have to be saved, and you have to know God and know what God is capable of doing. But God can transform anything. He can transform any song or anybody. He can do anything. We serve a mighty God. We can't put him in a box. And that's my comment. Thank you for the call. We appreciate your time. Sure. No problem. Pastors, let me give you all a scenario of what happened recently in my own church. About three weeks ago, uh, and, and we have music, we have some young musicians in our church. One of the musicians in the in the middle of the song did a um, a chord. It was an earth. It was an earth winning fire chord. It was a it was a it was a gospel song. It was on point, and all of a sudden he just went to this chord, and 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 I was like, oh my goodness. My first reaction was, man, it's nice how you put that chord in. But then my second reaction was, man, he is introducing a, he's putting in a secular chord in a gospel song. And and now we, we got a challenge. So I, I spoke to him afterwards. And in speaking to him afterwards, my first reaction was, man, don't ever do that again. But then I understand in his generation, in the way he is now being raised, there is a mixture of secular chords if you want to call him that into the gospel genre so he didn't necessarily see anything wrong with it because in the songs that they listen to now it's it's a whole lot different so that's that's where we are uh pastor johnson uh, pastor swan you you walking down my street now because you know i i don't want to put everybody on front street but you know my whole arts department is probably let me get in my head right. I think everybody under 30 in my arts department. And so uh, in terms of my musicianship, and uh, it's very easy. You know, I've got to keep a, an attuned ear. Very easy that, uh, you know, your musicians will do that to you. They will, you know, bring in a, a secular chord. And keep in mind what I'm saying when I talk about the spirit and the intent of the, of the artist and the music. Because music in and of itself is uniquely spiritual. Here's an example of what I'm talking about. Take the book of Daniel uh, and uh, the bowing down to the image of Nebuchadnezzar. When the scripture there says, uh, when everybody hears the sound of the music, then you are to bow down. So there is a certain sound um, that also is filled with demonic overtones, if you will, that is to bring worship unto Satan. Then there is music like when David played from his heart, the strings that quieted uh, the demonic spirits that had an authority and presence of God in it. And so what I'm saying is, is that we've got to be sure that we have uh, musicians and artists who have a heart for God and a clear clarion voice where they're able to capture a certain sound and pull people in. So that don't matter what genre it is, it comes back to the intent and the heart of the artist. So, so let me ask you, could, could these young people who have gospel, God intentions... But because of what they are being raised, the type of music, gospel music that they hear, it it weaves in these types of chords and things. So are we unfairly mistreating them because they're looking, they're listening to this, they're coming to God, and they they're listening to the sound that they hear in their generation, and 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 so are we saying to them, no, that's not the way it should be. It has to be this particular sound. No, we, sh we shouldn't do that. That's getting into genre. So, for example, like I'm saying with, with Canton, I love Canton stuff. I'm, I'm bumping it all the time. I mean, I got my whole church listening to it. And I shouldn't be saying I burn it. Uh, I didn't just say that. <laughs> but I got everybody listening to Canton stuff, man. And uh, then we can flip and go from him <laughs> to Micah Stabley. Or we can go from him to Israel. Or we go from Israel to Mary Mary. Um, but what you're not going to hear is you ain't going to hear G-Unit. And you're not going to hear, uh, uh, <laughs> you see what I'm saying? <laughs> I hope not. <laughs> you, you would have G-Unit. But if, you, if you're saying you're going to introduce Mary Mary, we just played one of her songs, Pastor. Their song. Mary Mary has a song, Get Up, that does not have any kind of God in it. Right. So, so. It's interesting. <laughs> it's interesting. All I can say, Keisha and Hampton. Keisha, are you there? Yes, I am. How are you this day? We're doing well. Could you please go ahead and state your comment? 
I have just two quick comments. Uh, one is about intent. And there is the author intent and there's also the listener intent. Because sometimes somebody might write a song for one reason, but God wants me to hear it intentionally for another reason. So it's not always just about the author. It's also about the listener. And I believe that it is the right time God gives us a song. So if it's not, if I'm not strong enough as a Christian to hear that song, it might not come in my path. But also, but God will put it in my path at the right time. So intent isn't just about the author, it's also about the listener. And finally, I just want to say uh, the second comment is, I've been in the church since I was in my mother's womb. So I've always been in the church, and I thank the Lord every day that he's kept me in the church for 35 years. But sometimes pastors... I pick a church based, well, I stay in the church sometimes because of the music. The music is also a ministry, and it also preaches. So it's not just always about a sermon on Sunday morning. I might just leave that, the sanctuary and say, you know what, that choir got to me today. And that might have been my sermon, whether it be the song or, you know, the praise and worship. But it's not always just the sermon that moves me. And I don't want to offend any of the pastors that's here today, but... Sometimes the music is also the ministry. Thank you so much. We appreciate the call. And she's absolutely right. Listen to that. Look, please. If I think that it's always because of what I, what the Lord has given me to say, no, no, no. <laughs> AJ's like, certainly not. <laughs> but but I think, again, where where is this line? I mean, again, if she raises a valid point, author and listener. So maybe Frankie... It has an intent in this song, but maybe I have a different intent when I hear it. Is there anything wrong with that? Pastor Young. I, I, I'm, I'm with that call wholeheartedly because, you know, a lot of times, and we as preachers can relate to this, how many times have we preached a sermon uh, and we had one intent when we preached it, but we're ministering to hundreds and hundreds of people. And so these people will get some completely different than what we were thinking when we said it. And so, you know, uh, a lot of times we, we, we get to the point where, you know, we have to understand, first off, different is not devilish. You know, Pastor uh, Johnson made an excellent point that there is some music that does have uh, demonic undertones to it. But who determines that is my point. You know, do we determine it as a generation or as an individual? And so if I am being ministered to, uh, who is somebody else to say that that's not supposed to minister to me because of where you are? Oh, boy. We might have to do a part two to this. We, we definitely got to do a part two. Kim, Kim in Norfolk. Kim, are you there? Uh, yes, I'm here. Go Good ahead. afternoon. Good afternoon. Um, yeah, this topic is very touchy. Not really touchy, but it's interesting. And in that um, it's not new because James Cleveland did a song that Gladys Knight did. <laughs> Jesus is the best thing that ever happened. So these things have been, it's been going on remaking songs and using the same um, beat for a long time. But the important thing is to have the anointing on the song because the anointing um, breaks the yoke of, of whatever situation that people are going through if you're playing this song and you're playing it just because it has a good feel a good music a good sound to it you're going to get what you put out there so if your intent is to perform and the only person i'm not trying to call names but there's one perform uh artist that performs he said he's a performer now he's gone on another end but that's what he got he got a group of people you know his listening audience were those who wanted to hear a performance and not really ministry so when you're talking music is touchy i mean when it comes to um you know where, where it originated and how it was supposed to be but now that the devil has changed it for his purpose we have to stay in the context of uh, of, of using that music to edify the lord so you have to you know if you're doing it for God, you have to do it for God and do it wholeheartedly for Him through the anointing. And that's how, and it, and it doesn't matter, you know, as far as the sounds, because sounds are just what it is. But when the anointing is on the sound, you're going to get a change, a difference. Okay. Thank you for the call, Kim. We appreciate it. And yeah, it, the anointing has to be there. I think we all agree. But again, if, if an artist has a song that has positive lyrics, like in this case, I just want to thank you. This is simple. And you can use that and say, you know what? I want to use this song, not to thank people, but I want to use this song to thank God. 
Can the anointing then flow as I interpreted to glorify God? Not maybe how the artist intended, but can I use it now and bring a, and have the anointing over it because I'm using it to glorify God, not, not man? It's difficult, Pastor Swan, because I'm a firmer believer that spirit does travel in music. Um, and so though the intent of your heart is to worship and thank God with all of your heart, all of your might, and all of your desire, I just really can't get away from that intent. And although I heard the other caller that talked about both the intent of the author and the listener, that is true also. I'm, I've told y'all I'm in a struggle with this today. <laughs> so I'm just, I, 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 I think I come down on the side of it with um, the intent of the author because um, spirits travel in music. For example, um, I heard the testimony of uh, one of the gentlemen that got saved from Color Me Bad. And he talked about how high they got before they made the song, I Want to Set You Up. And their purpose and intent of that song was marketed from their perspective, from the gentleman that I'm talking about, lead singer of the group, now giving his life to the Lord. That time when they made that song, they were under the influence of a spirit that said, we're going after virgins. And we're going to just remove virginity away from every young female woman that we can. And that song, I Want to Sex You Up, was made after they spent a night getting high so, so do we then assume that every gospel artist is under the right inter influence, under the right interpretation? What about a an artist that has a homosexuality spirit but has the intention right but maybe has some internal things that are going on? Could you make that case also? You know, I'm trying to keep my composure, y'all. Um, but here's the thing. You know, the reason that I'm not struck here, because I don't care if this song that uh, we're playing in the background here, I don't care if he's thanking the Dalai Lama. <laughs> my point is that greater is he that is in me than he that is in the earth. So, so I don't care what the intention of his spirit is. The spirit in me rises up and I'm worshiping my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And so if, when, when the anointing is present in me, then I don't cower to whatever spirit is influencing the person that's trying to speak into me. You know, so we use this uh, this terminology all the time. I think I heard, uh, you know, shout out to Bishop Macbeth. He, he usually says, you know, I'm a thermostat, uh, or I'm the difference between a thermostat and a thermometer. I'm a thermostat. In other words, I impact my atmosphere. My atmosphere doesn't impact me. And so my point is, is that, you know, I, I'm cool with that. Regardless of what you're doing, it ain't going to take me off my square. Well said. Now, I guess the next question is, do you incorporate this type of music and sound? <laughs> that might be next week's show. That, that, that might be next week's show because we're almost out of time. Woo! Moose, you want to offer your perspective, man? Huh, Moose said no comment. <laughs> Moose said no comment. We, we want to give final remarks to, to everybody. Uh, before we, uh, I said final remarks, like we at church. <laughs> we want to give the closing remarks by Pastor Ray Johnson and then followed by Pastor John Young. And then I will render the benediction on this blessed day, Tuesday. <laughs> Pastor, come on and offer your, your comments. Man, I think that this is such a good discussion. I think that it's got to be, it's, it really needs to be held, Pastor Swan. We really, really, we, this is something you know, I hope that you know, uh, Reverend Higgins O'Brien is listening because this is, should be something a part of the ministers conference where there's, even though they have the choir guild and music workshop, something that should be discussed in even greater depth because, uh, like some people said, they're not going to come to church to hear necessarily the word or the word don't get them that Sunday or that Wednesday or that Friday. It is the music that gets them. And why I say music has got to be filled with sound theology. Hello, Reverend Deacon, uh, saints and friends, those wrapped up, tied up, tangled up in Jesus. I'm five baptized, Holy Spirit filled. <laughs> um, but I just want to say, get your praise on, all right? Uh, you know, uh, where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. So don't allow people to put you in their bondage. Amen. You worship God. It's been an interesting conversation. We'll pick it up next week. We'll definitely pick it up next week. If you happen to miss some portions of the show, you can always go back later on today, kevinswan.org backslash media. Listen to the entire show today. It promises to be a blessing to you. 
And again, if uh, you want to leave a comment on our Facebook page, past the Pastor Study, or Twitter at the Pastor Study, or if you want to email us, TPS, which stands for the Pastor Study, at kevinswan.org. Great show today, everybody. On behalf of Pastor Ray Johnson, Pastor John Young, this is Pastor Kevin Swan. Until next week, be blessed to be a blessing to someone else. This is the essence of HU 88.1 WHOV. Tell them how you feel. I just wanna thank you. Yeah, 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 yeah. I just wanna thank you. Yeah, yeah. Oh, you made it. 88.1 WHOV Hampton.